welcome to Clear Horror High. Hosted by Chris Vecchio and Nikki Jack. Welcome back to Queer Horror High, where we're queer, we love horror, and we're really fucking high. I'm Chris, and I'm a queer Gemini demon. And I'm Nikki, and I'm here to put the whore in horror. And today, we are doing our Friday the 13th episode, and instead of doing a Friday the 13th movie, we are switching it up, and we're doing 2001's 13 Ghosts, directed by Steve Beck. (laughs) Who I have never heard of. (laughs) Never would have guessed. I was like, I didn't even know this movie had a director. Um, (laughs) We were just talking about um, the early 2000s classics of like good horror movie genres. And this is where it was like this, uh, Joyride, Jeepers Creepers, fucking Darkness Falls. There's a lot in that little, that early 2000s time period. And then it goes into shit like stay alive. (laughs) Yeah, fuck off with that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, what up, y'all? Welcome, Mike. Uh, What's the high tea, friend? What you smoking on? How was your week? My week was, um, I don't even know what it was. It was. It happened. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, it's spooky season. It's October 3rd as we're recording, not the 13th. He asked me what day it is, and I said, it's October 3rd. What day is it? Oh my God, I totally... Come on now, it's Mean Girls Day. It's true, it is Mean Girls Day. Mm -hmm. Wow, I saw Mean Girls in the theater when I was 18 years old. What a fucking time to be alive. 2004 was great. <laughs> yeah, I just started high school-ish. I think I think I was like, no, I was a sophomore, not a freshman. Either way, I remember yep. being like, this is so triggering. This movie is just like real life, but like not funny, but also hilarious. And like, I yeah. totally have been told, like telling people to go shave their back. that was exactly like my high school i've said this before Mm -hmm. that mean girls like people say that mean girls is a a huge exaggeration and like no high school is like that i'm like you should have gone to east islip high school in long island i've already gone over the nasty girl click in my high school so i'm not doing it again today but that shit is real (laughs) it's so real i don't know how we started talking about mean girls i'm high but we got there. Oh, it's October <laughs> 3rd. That's why it's October 3rd. I just also watched something about Lindsay Lohan on Dark Side of the 2000s. So I yeah. highly recommend um, Vice's Dark Side of the 2000s. They have a Dark Side of the 90s, but, you know, I'm a 2000s baby. Like, that's where I, like, really, I mean, like, teen, I guess I should say, because I just, like, loved the early 2000s. I was, like, there from the mm-hmm. beginning to the now Same. of it all, you know? Yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. like, my shit. But, yeah, that was a really good thing, and I had, like, a whole piece on Lindsay Lohan and I'm like (laughs) the hold that Lindsay Lohan has on me like is inexplainable it's also why I haven't been ready to cover I know who killed me because it's just Mm -hmm. like we'll be here all week guys I always talk about how long the Shining episode is gonna be I know who killed (laughs) me would take me like 40 days and 40 nights to cover because I just want to talk about Lindsay Lohan for the rest of my life well, and just trying to figure out what the fuck a stigmatic twin is yeah. for 17 years on its own. <laughs> like losing fingers and like limbs and shit. I was like, what? And then she like buried herself alive, but like didn't. That movie is so weird. 
I saw that in the theater too. Yeah, like why didn't she get an Oscar? She was like really snubbed in her life. She really deserved more. Give her her EGOT. Give Lindsay her things. Her EGOT, oh. <laughs> Fuck yeah. off, Chris. You know I mean that too. <laughs> I was trying to make a I was trying to make a Lindsay Lohan pun, but I'm not gonna right now because I've I think I've exhausted all my Lindsay Lohan puns. I grew up on Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> And so did she. We're born like three weeks apart. Yeah. You know. Yep. You her and the Olsen twins. I'm the older one, though you wouldn't know by looking at our skin. At all. <laughs> at all. At all. At Not that all. three weeks makes a difference. In but age. she looks like <laughs> she could be yo mama. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> the crazy part. Because she ages like milk. But you know what? She has a baby now. And maybe that will do something. <laughs> I don't know. She was raised by Long Island gutter trash. She didn't have a chance. Her dad did, like, uh, tax evasion stuff. Like, oh, it was, um, was it trading? Insider trading. Yeah, he was doing that. Prison. I don't really remember. I just know that they're both unhinged people, <laughs> the, the Lohan parents. So mm-hmm. she's kind of like a Britney, but with different factors surrounding it. But she really never had a chance. Trashy. Yeah, trashy people who got money. And then people get mad at them for being trashy people who got money. Yeah, I'm like, you've clearly never been to Long Island. It is quite common there. <laughs> People forget that Brittany's from Louisiana. Like, of course she loves fucking walking around barefoot in um, Walmart's finest. Right? And she was born in Mississippi. Yeah. So she's basically like double down on the two yeah. most southern, southern states. <laughs> She'd rather wear like a no boundaries tank top than like fucking Valentino any day. Like, yeah. <laughs> she is down to the target, you know, any day. Colonel Sanders is in her family tree. <laughs> Literally. And probably some of my people, unfortunately. Anyways, um, we love our early 2000s gutter queens, and they will always reign supreme. They've just never had it easy like Paris Hilton. True. And sometimes I want to be like, fuck Paris. Because Paris didn't have a talent to push her into the limelight. It was just her personality. Mm-hmm. No one really needed to exploit her. And she had money. She had real money from birth, whereas Lindsay Lohan's family was middle class and Britney's family was pretty poor. Like, those children brought the family money. <laughs> Yeah, both their parents were like, you need to go make some, get a job now. Fresh <laughs> yeah. out the womb, popped out the pussy, get a job, fill out this application. Mm-hmm. People don't realize, like, if they were born a little earlier, they probably would have been little nine-year-old cokehead alcoholics like Drew Barrymore. I was gonna say tiny Drew Barrymores, dude. Who, by the way, fuck her. Yeah, I know, I'm like... <laughs> She she tanked her wonderful reputation. If she only waited like two weeks, the strike would have been over or at least a settlement was reached and she would have saved her own ass. But she got greedy. So dumb. She's like, I just had to care about my staff. You could have paid your entire staff out of pocket. Exactly. If you care about your staff, you pay them benefits while they're off. You are rich enough to pay a staff of what? How many people work on a talk show? 100 people, if that. Oh, I was going to guess like 50. <laughs> the Ellen show had like 200 people working for it when that shit blew up. Like Drew is not Ellen in scale, but like some of those talk shows do have a lot because they have so many different types of segments. And That's shit. what I was going to say, because like I feel like Drew's was a little bit smaller because, yeah, she ain't that popping. Not in comparison to Ellen. No, but uh, what a fucking shame, Drew. But, oh, yeah. The high tea, because clearly we are very, very high, are high day the 13th. Okay, I love that. Remix. Or at least it will be on the day that this airs. I know that's but right. I am smoking on cereal milk, which is an oldie but a goodie. This is cereal milk number 10. 
I'm not looking into what number means what, but you know, it is a nice hybrid. I think it's sativa dominant. Um, so that's a little nice because, you know, I'm an indigo ho and sometimes I need to open the brain waves rather than uh, numb them all. Facts. And it's a really tasty strain that's like mixed between cookies and cherry pie. So tasty, tasty. Yeah, I don't know what I'm smoking on. It's bomb though. So shout out to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's good when you yeah. can't remember or can't remember where to look to find out what it is either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like right in front of you, but fuck it, we ball. You guys know I work in weed. I'm just like always have weed. It's just never ending. If I could name up all the strains, again, we would be here all night. But yeah, this one is like, okay, let me try. Let me try. Okay. <laughs> I think this one, okay, hold on. Fuck. Let's just guess that this is the donut shop. Just okay. <laughs> winging it, whatever. I'm high. It's the donut shop. Okay. <laughs> My brain went there. <laughs> but yeah, so 13 Ghosts. Can we just get into it? Because this is a silly we little can. movie um, with Matthew Lillard and them. Yeah, this is a remake of the 1960 film of the same name. So the IMDb description for this 13 Ghosts is when Cyrus Criticos, a very rich collector of unique things, dies, he leaves his house, fortune, and his prized collection of ghosts. That's it. It doesn't even say to whom. <laughs> That's the whole description. It doesn't even say to whom. <laughs> it doesn't. It does yeah. not say to, to whom. Yeah, he just leaves it. It should just say to Monk, because the answer is Tony <laughs> Shalhoub. Shalhoub. Yeah. I don't even know his name in this movie, because I just keep calling him Monk. <laughs> He's so annoying. It's Arthur. His character was an asshole in this movie, too. He was yeah. kind of rude to his family. He just plays himself. He's like Gabrielle Union, Halle Berry. <laughs> like, there are certain actors who just like play themselves all the time, and he's one of them. They're like character actors who don't do anything new. As much as I like him, Christopher Walken is one. Ben Christopher Stiller, Walken walks yeah. in every movie and is like, hey, hey, Christopher Walken. Christopher Lloyd, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's plenty of them. But yeah, so this movie starts in a spooky dookie junkyard. Um, Cyrus Criticos is just some Greek-ass motherfucker. He's a ghost hunter. Um, also played by Oscar winner F. Murray Abraham from the movie Amadeus. <laughs> I kept calling him not Vincent Price. Cause, oh, um, <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> was that him in House on the Hill or whatever? House on Haunted Hill? No, that was Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was Jeffrey Rush's uh, spying on women in the shower ass. <laughs> They're not the same person? Uh, no, they are not. They both look like Vincent Price then. Because... <laughs> They have that energy. They have that, like, kind of old metrosexual-ish vibe. Yeah, like like Mortimer Goth from The Sims meets, uh, what's his face from The Adams oh Family? Oh my god, Mortimer Goth. Mm-hmm. Gomez. Yeah, yeah. That's like that whole, like, thin mustache, smoking jacket, I peep in your windows vibe. Yes. Well, it definitely fits with Jeffrey Rush, who, um, on a... Way of some kind was peeping on a co-star and got caught. Wait, for so, real? For real, real. Yeah. I mean, is it a shock at this point? Like, like so many of these people. He also was like, I'm so sorry that you misunderstood my enthusiasm for working. I'm like, what does that have to do with spying on someone when they're getting changed or in the shower or whatever it was? Like, what? sorry, Jeffrey, that's not how that's ever worked. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not him. Wow, I really got their faces confused. Sorry to the first man from 13 Ghosts. 
He is Oscar winner. F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> I feel like Kiki Palmer. Sorry to that man. I just didn't know who that was. <laughs> Though truthfully, I wouldn't be surprised if I looked into F. Murray Abraham's background and he's also, you know, he's done some shit. House on Haunted Hill got 31%. Wow, people did not like that movie. No, I think this one probably got the same. And I think it's because, like, they're both remakes of, you know, classic horror films and they are quite different than the original. 13 Ghosts in plot is quite similar, but just like all that backstory and the, especially the way it's made is nothing like the original and same as House on Haunted Hill. And we'll never cover that because Allie Lauder's ass is in that too. Uh, and spoiler, she doesn't even die in it. <laughs> we cannot escape her. And you know what? She ends up with a black man. So <laughs> uh, remember that. Uh, I hate her. Go uh, to hell, Allie Lauder. Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> Fucking... Celtic witch looking ass. <laughs> Celtic witch. <laughs> so specific. Anyway, this Greek motherfucker Cyrus arrives in this junkyard with his psychic assistant, who is Matthew Lillard, known in this film as Dennis. But they're there to catch the spirit juggernaut, who's a big beast of a motherfucker. And Dennis is like, um, I need my pills. And uh, Cyrus is like, nah, bitch, we are uh, catching this ghost pill-less. And how dare you? Because I feel like if we're about to catch a dangerous-ass ghost in this nasty-ass dark environment, I-, I need to be high. Yeah. Absolutely. So Dennis uses his clairvoyance to uh, find out that this ghost is near and a psychotic, murderous motherfucker. And people try to stop him, some man and woman, because Cyrus needs to capture 12 ghosts and the juggernaut will actually be his 12th. But Cyrus is like, fuck all y'all. So he sprays the whole area with blood. The ghost comes and just wrecks everybody. Cyrus is killed. His whole crew is killed. Only Dennis and the woman Kalina are left alive. And they do catch the juggernaut in this like glass spell box <laughs> yeah, he was so scary to me when I was little. He was all like green and Frankenstein looking and like, mm-hmm. these ghosts, like the, the makeup effects was good. Yeah, they did a really good job. All of the ghosts in this movie are unique. They're distinct. They don't like blend in together with each other at all. And the makeup on each one is super detailed. Yeah, each one of them, alien superstars. Yeah, because we don't really get like big explanations for any of the ghosts, which thank God, because there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't need all that. But, like, the outfits that they're wearing and the makeup tell the story. Yeah. So, it works. Mm-hmm. So, cut to this loving family in their home. And as we're just, like, seeing the family, we hear, like, a voiceover montage. Basically, that this house set on fire and the mama died. hmm hmm So, now they are financially struggling and sad, but they still somehow have the money to afford a nanny. Played by 90s rapper Rod Digga. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, it's probably free. Like, <laughs> she's black. I feel like they, Tony Shalhoub is like trying to probably be like, you know, you can room and board with us. Or maybe it was like she was besties with the mama. You know, like I feel like they're not paying Rod Digga. <laughs> maybe he's paying her studio time with, so that <laughs> she can go record with Busta and them. <laughs> but she's my favorite character of the movie. Pretty much everything she says is funny. Also, because it's just like Rod Digga in a horror movie. You're like, what? Fuck yeah. She's just playing herself, really. Yeah, which is tight, because she can. Mm-hmm. So the morbid little son, Bobby, calls his sister, Kathy, who is played by Shannon Elizabeth. Ow. He calls her a slut, and Maggie's like, don't say that. She's a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, what? 
I love that she's still shading her and basically teaching the kid another na- a nasty word. Go for it. Go off, queen. Mm-hmm. But um, some lawyer shows up at the at their apartment, Cyrus's lawyer, and Arthur, a.k.a. Tony Shalhoub, <laughs> was the nephew. And Cyrus left him his mansion because he felt bad that they were estranged for so many years. And Kathy's living and she's like, I hope we all get our own bathroom. I'm like, that, that's not sus at all to you. I have not talked to so many family members and I highly doubt they'd be like, here's a house. Sorry about that. Like, right? <laughs> in this economy? No. Yeah, no one's like, why are we getting this house after we've been estranged from this guy? We don't even know who he is really at all. I think maybe they're just supposed to be so broken down that they're like, you know what? Sure, anything but this nasty apartment. I'm like, you could probably live somewhere nicer if you didn't have a maid that you don't really need. What is she cleaning? Yeah, nothing. Because <laughs> I can look around and see all the scum. It's dirty in there and small. It is small. And I'm like, I guess she's maybe just the nanny, so she's not supposed to clean. But it just feels like if this is what you got, like, you could have better if you just don't got have rid a nanny. Of her. Yeah. But I don't know. And Shannon Elizabeth is old enough to watch the damn little brother. And he was a latchkey kid to me, honestly. He feels like he is old enough to watch him da- his damn self. So, like, you really don't need her around. Yeah, he's like nine. And Shannon Elizabeth is like uh, probably close to 30 in this. They don't really say how old she's supposed to be. But even if she's like 17, 18, they don't need a nanny. (laughs) Yeah, old to fucking up. And it's like, Rodiga could definitely be in the stew. Like, (laughs) haters. They're trying to stop her from shining because they know she's a star. And Tony Shalhoub is like, listen, Monk's not getting any checks right now. (laughs) (laughs) We need you on the soundtrack. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but um there's a shot of Kalina, the woman from the beginning who was trying to stop Cyrus, and she is getting ready for some shit. She like grabs a bunch of spell books and dynamite and I don't even know. And you're like, what the fuck is she getting ready for? But the family gets to the mansion and it is mostly glass and completely fucking see-through. Oh so ugly. Every time I see a house like this, I'm like, there's an architecturally interesting thing about it, but who the fuck wants to live in a glass house that everyone around can see into? Yeah, plus I'm the naked neighbor. Bitches be naked. I'm not trying to, like, I don't mind. (laughs) You're welcome. But also, ew. Like, (laughs) I do kind of mind. What the fuck? Pay me. It's just weird. (laughs) Like, I just don't like it. And it definitely reminds me of The Glass House from the movie The Glass House. Yeah, Lily. Lily Sobieski. Lily Sobieski. AKA not Erica Christensen, AKA not Julia Stiles. Okay. And also, <laughs> AKA not relevant at all still to this day. <laughs> If you want to see what her career turned into a couple years after her, like, heyday fizzled out, watch the thriller from, like, the late 2000s, 88 Minutes, with Al Pacino. Wow. (laughs) And you will see some of her worst campy acting. (laughs) You know, Lily's peak peak moment in cinema for me was Never Been Kissed. Isn't that Drew Barrymore, or is she also in it? Drew Barrymore is the star. Lily Sobieski is the loser girl that she's friends with. And she's like, oh, right. I remember the there's a loser girl thrown on her. <laughs> <laughs> Deservedly. <laughs> By hot ass Jessica Alba and them. Anyways, Lily Sobieski, we, we speak your name, girl. Um, hope you're doing well. Maybe you're just teaching art somewhere or like a drama teacher. I feel like she would be a drama teacher right now. I can see that. Like, teaching kids at, like, a summer camp how to act. Oh, I was thinking high school. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) 
I was thinking like high school drama teacher, a lot of okay. rings and bracelets, maybe chain smoking oh. in the parking lot. Yes, lots of bangles and shrouds. Yeah, like, oh, God, <laughs> these millennials or whatever doesn't even know what de- like what generation she's teaching. She thinks everyone is a millennial. Exactly. She doesn't even necessarily wear, like, clothing. She just wears shawls on top of shawls. Yeah, it's a lot of fabric. A lot of fabric. And her, her long hair is a scarf. It's always in a bun, and then she just lets it down. Everyone's like, have you ever seen scissors? <laughs> <laughs> Oh Fuck God, you, girl! <laughs> we don't okay. care. Anyway, especially this movie that has that Lily Zobieski in it. No, yeah, she's she's not in here. So Dennis, he's outside the house pretending to be like uh, the power guy, and says like this giant ass house is causing this whole neighborhood to have no power. So we need to get in there. And Arthur is a gullible fuck and lets him in. So dumb. But the house is like kind of gorgeous on the inside. Just the decor. But it also, I guarantee you, th- these are all like stolen artifacts because a white motherfucker plundered all this shit to put in here. Yeah, there's like all these hieroglyphics and shit on the glass. You're like, this, <laughs> this feels stolen. Like, <laughs> I come in here and I'm like, this doesn't belong to anyone. <laughs> like, this it's is the not house yours. Of borrowed culture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> borrowed, borrowed it's, culture. It's giving British Museum. <laughs> okay. Oh yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like steampunky, but also um, slightly Nazi-ass. Yeah. And by slightly, I mean heavily. It's giving cool <laughs> colonizer museum. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's like Pokemon for colonizers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it is. You know? Yes. The decor also tracks with like the metrosexually Vincent Price vibes oh, yeah. that Cyrus was giving too, because there's lots of gold accents and shit. It's in so here. cheap looking with the, <laughs> the deep cherry wood of it all. You're like, ugh. Like I know. Like, was this conceptualized in 1843? <laughs> there's like probably like a fireplace somewhere randomly. You're like, this is glass though. Like <laughs> what? that shit can't get hot. Oh yeah, what the hell? <laughs> but like Kathy's like ooh I hope the bathroom is in the basement one no you don't and two you also better hope that Jack Frost is not one of the ghosts in this house <laughs> mama cause we remember you and I care it yeah ooh she never wants to see she don't need her vitamin C well, no is that what's yeah. in carrots yeah. I don't remember yeah C C D A no D is in milk K Whatever. K yeah I don't know the shit in carrots you can get it other places <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a parsnip. Yeah, perhaps. But I like how when uh, Maggie's walking through this place, she's like, uh, I don't do windows. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, you don't do nothing, okay? <laughs> I'm like, do you even watch these kids? Because both of them, <laughs> FYI, uh, get kidnapped. Okay. <laughs> like, you don't do shit except sit around and, and uh, write bars for the next mm-hmm. album. Yeah, with, I'm like, you are not squad. really doing shit here. <laughs> Yeah, so all of the glass in this house has, like, spells written on it, like that little box that they trapped the ghost in in the first scene. But the family doesn't know that, so they're just like, ooh, this is pretty writing on everything. Dumb. And there's, like, a giant center to the house, or, like, there's a, in the center of the house, it's, like, a giant cathedral-like room with, like, a spinning floor. And, of course, the fucking little boy immediately just goes to step on it, and his dad has to get him off. I'm like... Oh, God, this is why I cannot have kids because I just feel like they fucking touch everything. Mm -hmm. And there's no way, even if my child is a minor, if that little fucker breaks something, he's paying for it. I don't know how, but it's not coming out of my pocket. Uh, Yeah, no, real talk. I would throw my own children under the bus. 
Easily. But Dennis is looking for Cyrus's money in the basement that he's owed him. Because he, you know, he, he lying to everybody. His psychic visions keep, like, fucking him up. And he realizes when he's down there that Cyrus basically locked up all the 12 ghosts that they captured and trapped them down there in the basement with all of the spells. And as they're going through it, all of these ghosts are so fucking cool. <laughs> they all look fucking sick. Yeah, every single one of them, well, except one of them, which we'll get to, um, is pretty fucking frightening or at least disturbing in the way that they died. They're all exploring the house while Arthur is doing paperwork with the, the lawyer and Dennis interrupts and he's like, yeah, um, I lied. I'm actually like your uncle's ghost hunting partner. And Arthur just laughs at him. And Dennis is like, don't laugh at me. And this is where the Stumacher came out. Yeah. And I was like, I actually feel bad for this character in this moment because he's like the weirdo who believes in ghosts and is psychic. And like, there's definitely no queer coding here, but he's just like the weirdo who probably has been called crazy his whole life. So I'm like, there's actually a little bit of pathos in this line. Go Matthew Lillard. And honestly, anytime you're called weirdo, you're definitely been called gay. So it's just, it's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that guy's weird. What a gay guy. He's so gay. And then F-bombs <laughs> proceeded to get dropped. So you're like, chill. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just like bugs, but okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not everyone that's queer is queer, if yeah. you get what I'm saying. I fucking hate that. You can't just be, like, different without people being like, oh, <laughs> the, the weak wrists. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck. Like, no, I just like to organize, like, charts in my free time. I don't suck dick. I mean, I do, but yeah, like, I like <laughs> not everyone. Like, sorry, I want to just collect coins with my grandma. It doesn't mean I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's weird and like likes ghosts and stuff. And Tony Shalhoub is like, mm, whatever, weirdo. Yeah, he don't give a fuck. At all. But soon he will. <laughs> but yeah, he goes to leave the house, but he can't. The psychic energy is just knocking him down. And um, the uh, lawyer now reveals himself to be a shysty motherfucker. And I'm like, what, of course. what's new? It's a lawyer. I was going to say, it's a lawyer. <laughs> of course you're a shysty, d- dirty motherfucker. So he uh, gets some ghost scene glasses, which we uh, get a lot of in this movie. These are the funny, the funniest glasses ever because I use these at work for when I'm trimming sometimes. They look like a mix of like, the 3D glasses you would get at a movie theater in shape, but also the, t- like, the material that you would use in science class. They're like the clear version of the um, January 6th, like in the South glasses. Those people are like, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love my president or whatever the fuck, or not, not my president, depending on who's president. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the people who be in the Facebook comments. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's literally all Facebook is now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bent trucker hat and those glasses. <laughs> Or like some woman who's like has a ribbon on her thing that says like I like I heart my ALS granddaughter, but then she's like throwing racist comments all over the internet. Like uh, you're like wow, okay, yeah, like my daughter has a disability. However, the COVID COVID vaccine. I know. I'm a Kiari warrior, but fuck those trans people. So I went real specific with my autoimmune diseases there. <laughs> no, it's so funny because it's so true. That's like 
there's somebody that's always like suffering from something that's like one in a trillion people have this, but God forbid there's like a black person on your timeline fighting for their life. You're like, fuck no. Yeah. I just think if they listen to the police, you're like, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, but enough of Jenny McCarthy. Um, <laughs> So the lawyer sneaks down into the basement to steal the money that Dennis was looking for. But he inadvertently, when he goes in the room to get it, triggers the house to lock, or we think, and all the ghosts to be released, like on a timer, one by one. Like a zoo? You're like, oh shit, the cages are open. Yup. And on his way down there, he passed a ghost. She's a naked woman, very young, pretty, uh, but dead as fuck with big fake titties and slashes all over her body. And he passed her and he was just like, nice tits. Yeah, and they was. <laughs> they were. Uh-huh. She was a hot fucking ghost. Yeah, she was so sexy. But she is ghost number one to be released. Mm-hmm. And she walks towards him and he's like, uh, cause she is having, she got a big fucking knife in her hand and he backs into an automatic glass doorway just as it's about to close. And it splits him in half. Cuts his tie off and the glasses come off. It's so good. The gore as like the front of his body slides down while the back of his body is still stuck. And you could see through it is so cool. It's like a mortal combat fatality. Yeah, dude, it's a uh, it's one of my favorite kill scenes. There's two scenes that happen in this movie that I love back to back, and it's uh, this kill, and then the one coming up with Shannon Elizabeth in the bathroom. Yeah, because uh, Kathy Shannon Elizabeth is in the a glass tiles bathroom. I love that '90s glass tile. I love that too. It's so good. It's so like. Uh, beach house yeah. vibes. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you would see that in any house in Miami in the 90s and 80s. But also, if you go to any beach town anywhere, or go to rich beach town, there will be that bathroom in Our that time period. fuck. Yeah, uh, I love it. But she's looking in the mirror, like, primping her hair and shit. And the ghost is also doing that, but Kathy is not wearing the ghost glasses, so she can't see her. And this is actually terrifying, but it's also causing us to, or at least me, like, empathize with the ghost a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, even though she looks scary and she's all slashed up and, like, murderous now, you know, one time she, too, was just a hot girl with great knockers who just wanted to look at herself in the mirror. And you feel for her a smidge. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did love um, watching Shannon Elizabeth wash her face. You know what? It was soothing because she does go to the tub to wash her face. But I was like, you were just at the sink. Who sits at the edge of a tub and splashes that water on their face? Yeah, that's so weird. But I think, I don't know, there's something so like, can you have like visual ASMR? Because her skin looked so clean and the water looked so good, like splashing Mm -hmm. up against it that like watching her wash her face at the time. I was like, I don't know, this and like every Neutrogena commercial at the time. Oh my God, with Jennifer Love huge tits. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. There was something about that water on the face that just made me Mm -hmm. be like, oh, I need, I need to wash my face. It's that like slightly slow-mo, but then right before it splashes on the face, they speed it up and it just yeah. looks like, oh, so refreshing. Yeah, it looks like the most like, cl- like the clearest, cleanest water ever. And I'm like, yes. And then her just like doing it in this gorgeous tub. And then all of a sudden it turns into blood and you're like, oh, fuck yeah. And mm-hmm. it's a massacre. And the ghost is sitting in that tub with the blood all in it. And on the floor in blood, it says, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, 
Is she a suicide ghost? Because that's what it's leading me to believe. But also the slashes on her body are huge. Like if this was a suicide by like slitting yourself, like this was not no simple slitting the wrist in the bathtub. Like she had a huge slash across her chest and torso. Like she cut herself the fuck up. Yeah, I'm wondering if it was like a murder-suicide thing. It's probably like when I tell people like, I'll mm-hmm. kill us. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of what was going on with that. But yeah, little um, shitty-ass annoying Bobby finds a pair of ghost glasses and he is razor-scootering around by himself, which he knows he's not supposed to do. So annoying. And um, a ghost calls him down to the basement. Um, another ghost warns him not to go down to the basement, but he's like a nine-year-old kid, so you know he's going to go. Mm-hmm. He's also white, so you extra know he's going to go. And Arthur finds Kathy and Maggie by the bathroom, and he's like, we need to find Bobby and get the fuck out of here. But they can't. The house is completely sealed up, and um, they find Dennis. And I love every line of Maggie's is pure gold. She's (laughs) like, did the the lawyer split? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Rodrigo got all the good puns. I think she made them write that in her contract. She was like, if I'm going to be in this damn movie, I got to have all the good one-liners because my I, my reputation's on the line as a rapper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Dennis explains all the ghost containment spells or whatever to everyone, and they literally just look at him like, okay, tweaker. Yeah, nigga, right. Yeah. Again, his, like, manic Stumacher energy doesn't help. It's unfortunate that we view you know, physical tics in that way, but, like, a lot of times when people don't know anything about you and they just see you acting what we would say manically. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I, I don't I don't trust you. <laughs> it always reminds me of um scary movie where Sean Waves was like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> like, <laughs> that wasn't that much of an exaggeration of Matthew Lillard. <laughs> that literally was Matthew Lillard. Just like uh, all the way going crazy. But um he does it again in this movie and it's just like weird. It's appropriate, but it's weird. Yeah, he just takes similar roles because it's what he's good at. Yeah, being scared and weird. But little Bobby runs into a hanged bride ghost and Razor scoots his little heart out until he runs into a dismembered headless ghost wrapped in saran wrap for some reason. That one freaked me out too because I was like, well, why? Like, <laughs> I was like, I wonder if he was like murdered and chopped up and someone yeah. just wrapped it to maybe conceal the smell in whatever container they put the ghost in or the, the body in. Yeah, maybe they had like dismembered and then wrapped up the pieces or or vice versa either way Mm -hmm. and then it didn't get finished maybe yeah i don't know it was weird it looked like the body was wrapped and then cut up because all the there were all the exposed flesh parts like the head was cut off and the torso and like bottom were separate but you could see all of the parts that were freshly chopped so it's like if you wrapped it afterwards those parts would be saran wrapped too they had the head in a bag, like when I go down to the uh, Chinese spot and I get fresh crab and they like oh. tie it in the plastic bag. They tie that knot way too tight every single time. Every time. And I'm like, but thank you because this little nigga will get out. <laughs> 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 and I'm scared. So <laughs> appreciate you. <laughs> oh man. Anyways. Oh God. Now I want some soft shell crab. Badly. But yeah, Bobby runs away from that ghost and he runs right into the wall and knocks himself out. So one kid down, <laughs> at least for now. Mm-hmm. And Arthur's like, you know, I really need to find my damn kid. So he's like, Dennis, you tweaker ass motherfucker. I will pay you whatever you are owed from Cyrus's bank account if you help me find this kid. And he's like, all right, fine. We need, we just need another savior. 
but Bobby wakes up and sees the ghost of his burned mother, who I guess is one of the ghosts trapped in the house. And she's like, get out of here. But he runs into old Cyrus. And I'm like, is Cyrus the 13th ghost? Hint, no. But Arthur insists that everybody split up to find the kid. And I'm like, why? Why would you split up? Like, this is like horror movie 101. You do not split up. Because white. Because white. Because exactly. white. You ain't listening to anybody, but of course, Dennis and Maggie go off. And immediately when I first saw this, I was like, okay, the ancillary character and the black nanny, these two are both going to get slaughtered. Immediately. I'm happy that this movie doesn't go the total stereotypical route. Mm-hmm. But um, Dennis says some shit about like violent ghosts being stuck in a tortured realm so they only know violence. And at that time, he's showing, like, Maggie the glasses. And she's like, holy shit, because the hammer is looking right at them. Oh, yeah, that one's scary with the nails in his head. Mm-hmm. Who kind of looks like O.J. Simpson. <laughs> he looks like an, ag- <laughs> an aggressive buff O.J. Simpson. <laughs> well, I guess more aggressive buff O.J. Simpson. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. I was watching I was, <laughs> I was watching an episode of that Murdaugh murders thing on Netflix and mm-hmm. I guess somebody interviewed OJ Simpson to get his opinion. <laughs> well, if I did it, this is how I would have done it. <laughs> Cause he was like, Well, I don't think he did it. I think he'll be acquitted or I think he'll get off or whatever. And he's like, But I don't know. He's like, What do I know? And I'm like, Why do people keep asking OJ Simpson? Like this is getting weird. Like, I feel like he, he likes to taunt us with, you know, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. You know, when he dies, some documents are, are going to get released that are going to shake the world. <laughs> I don't even think they'll shake the world. I think they'll just be like, we know. Like, <laughs> we well, know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we know. We've been new. Uh, Duh, nigga. Like, <laughs> we were just fighting over race at that point. Like we couldn't let we couldn't let Rodney King and OJ Simpson happen. Oh God, no! We gotta choose one. I don't know why we decided to go with OJ instead of Rodney. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Rodney was clearly oppressed. He got the shit beat out of him on video, and then we're like, no, we gotta ride for OJ. He did not kill that white girl. (laughs) Yeah, the fuck he did. Oh, God. The truth hurts. But, like, Dennis even has a premonition. Like, he has a psychic vision at this point. And he sees his own death at the hands of the juggernaut later. But, um, Dennis and Maggie are in the, you know, they're in that basement. And he walks past the room for one of the crazy or one of the more intense ghosts called the Jackal. And he's like, um, if the Jackal escaped, then fuck this kid. But yeah. Arthur's talking to Kathy and he's like, yeah, ghosts aren't real. He's just he's such an asshole the whole time. I feel like the way he talks to his kids and Dennis and the nanny are just like, can you not? Like, you're all supposed to be in this together. Why are you? Just accept what everyone is telling you, because this shit is not making sense. <laughs> but right as he's like, I don't believe in ghosts, the jackal attacks Kathy and starts cutting her ass up. Matches her ass up! And I love that we just, we needed to see this shot, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a 2001 movie starring Shannon Elizabeth, and as the jackal's, like, ripping her shirt off, titties. we get, like, a nice shot of her titties. This is <laughs> like, like a titty bounce. 
Yeah, like they're in a bra. It's yeah. not like out nips this time. Yeah. But, it, you know, it focuses right on the boobs. Yeah, we get a nice little titty bounce. But yeah, the jackal gets Kathy. And as soon as she's getting snatched up, Laura Bingcroft pops up out of nowhere. And uh, she's got like the flares and shit. I call her that because I forgot her real name. And I know it's something ghetto, but also... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kalina. Yeah, whatever. But also she... <laughs> She did remind me of Laura Croft a little bit, like in her little Tomb Raider outfit. You know, her entering in like that like pose where you like get down on the ground, but one leg is cocked out and you put your arm back and you have the flare is yeah. very Tomb Raider. It's like the Resident Evil of it all. Like, okay, oh, <laughs> yeah. Laura Bancroft. Mm-hmm. Um, PlayStation Leap, drop the bins up. Yeah, I was very much given that. So I've just been calling her Laura Bancroft the whole time. So that's what I'm going to keep calling her. Just like season one, y'all. Fuck these people's names. Uh, <laughs> but, she, yeah, she shows up with the flares trying to say the goddamn day. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> the ghost uh, with the boobies is behind Maggie. And it's, like, all of them at once. Like, it's a lot of ghosts to keep up with at this point. And everybody in the family is being damn tortured. And we just mm-hmm. got we just got at this point hope for the best. We're like, okay, girl. <laughs> Somebody better run. <laughs> This is a huge maze, too, but it seems like none of them can ever see each other. And nobody makes any progress through all this glass. No. I'm like, they say that the glass is soundproof, but it's not, like, vision-proof. Yeah. How do you never know where each other are? <laughs> One will be like, I'll be back here in five minutes. And then they turn around and they're, like, lost forever? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's not that hard, girl. Open your eyes. And you don't even need the glasses to see. No, yeah, as long as you're not looking for the ghosts, you can just walk. But they're, I don't know. But, you know, it's still fun. Yeah, so the jackal gets scared away for now. But Kalina tells Arthur that, like, she frees trapped souls from people like Cyrus. But he's still skeptical about ghosts existing. I'm like, what? You just saw this being that you couldn't even actually see. He doesn't believe shit. You saw your daughter pinned up against a wall, her feet off the ground, getting slashed the fuck up, and you're like, I'm still not sure if I believe ghosts are real. Yeah, but if it was a black guy, no, just kidding. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Then you would be a believer. (laughs) I know about ghosts, but no black people around, Kathy. dead and so is she almost so like basically yeah he he is like anti-ghost man still he's just trying to be logical and that's just not gonna work for me tony shalhoub you're gonna have to stop being neurotic ass monk and just accept the fact that your family's in danger Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's also not super smart because he's like how did you even get in here the house like closed up and she's like well i slipped in a crack while the house was shifting but that'll never happen again so we can't get out and I'm like, you don't question that at all? <laughs> like, mm-mm, dumb. Like, Kathy's cut up. Your son is still missing. Uh, what would you do if your son was at home? <laughs> 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 Crying all alone in the basement floor because he's lonely, because <laughs> he's haunted. <laughs> yeah. uh, his crispy-ass mama <laughs> trying to be like, get out. <laughs> She is burnt uh, up. <laughs> she is burnt up. The side of her face looks like some prosciutto. And he was like not scared. I'd be like, oh, bitch, fuck you. If that was my mama. 
He was like, oh, mom. I'm like, yeah, mom with like half her face missing. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, even if I didn't hate April, I would still be like, oh, bitch. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I would not be comforted by a vision of my recently deceased mother coming back to life as a ghost with her face missing. <laughs> People who love their mama, tap in. Let us know how you would feel if <laughs> you saw her like this. Is it worth seeing the ghost of your mother if she's horribly burned? <laughs> yeah. I want to remember her the last I saw my mother. Not burned to a fucking crisp. Not as an overcooked potato skin at the back of the oven. Facts. I don't have a good relationship with my mom, so I, in fact, wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, but this is where Kalina goes off on the lore. And again, this lore doesn't make too much sense. So why wouldn't you question it? It's like a demonically possessed guy wrote a book about how to make a machine that would trap ghosts. And it's ghost powered, a ghost powered machine. But I guess that's the true part. <laughs> but still, he's just like not accepting the ghost part. But he's like, okay, okay. The machine in the demonic possessed book makes sense. Yeah, that totally tracks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. I guess pick and choose. Mm -hmm. And she's like, the eye of that machine is the middle of this motherfucking house. Mm -hmm. And they're like, so Kathy, and uh, they turn around, but Kathy's gone. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm wondering, like, how do these, how does everyone slip away so quickly? I know, because at one point, I'm pretty sure Arthur, like, shades Maggie for- Not watching the kids, yeah. Yeah, for not watching Bobby. And I'm like, she was right behind you, your daughter, and- she got taken from you? Last time I checked, that ain't Maggie's kids. Nigga, you're with exactly. her. You ain't at work. Yeah, is she on the clock right now? Does she, are, are you clocked in during moments <laughs> of extreme terror? I don't think that's in her charm contract. No. But Dennis and Maggie come across some, like, duo of ghosts, which is, like, a little person mama and her giant adult baby son. Oh, yeah, the, the baby with the, the vomit baby is what I called it. He looks like Eureka from that one episode. <laughs> That's a baby episode. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. I hated the sexy baby. Yeah, no, that's not for me. Uh -uh. That's your kink. Um, good for you. Get out of here. No, not good for you. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm calling the people on you. So, anyways, back to this ugly baby. <laughs> um, yeah, vomit baby. They back away slowly from vomit baby. And they all like run out of the basement. So they go into the library, which seems to be the ghost free zone. Yeah. It's completely surrounded, I guess, by the spells. I was going to say, isn't it like the heart of the house, I guess? Yeah, it is. So Kalina reads Dennis to filth for helping Cyrus. Like she turns him basically into a ball on the floor. Another Stumacher moment. Uh -huh. And um, she's like, yeah, you know, that uh, that fourth ghost, that ghost is your wife. <laughs> yeah, I guess you didn't know that. Yeah, and Arthur punches Dennis right in the face. And I'm like, you're an asshole, Arthur, but I, I would punch him in the face, too. <laughs> but she's like, yeah, um, she goes on, like, her big spiel about the ghosts are needed to open the eye to hell. So whoever opens the eye to hell has all the knowledge in the world. And we get, like, the ghost rundown. And to me, this is like a Dragula ball. <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> as, as they say each ghost it name <laughs> oh my god you're right we get each look from the workroom they like kind of start in the back of the frame a little bit and like 
edit really quick up to the front as if they're like <laughs> strut down the runway is super sped up. It's so true. It is a Dragula ball. We're like, it's, it's like, yes, ghost work. Yeah, mama. yes, 10, 10, 10s. <laughs> Spooky duke of a time. Oh no, she better boop, don't. <laughs> Kalina gets out of the way and she like introduces all the ghosts. She says the firstborn son, the torso, the bound woman, the withered lover, AKA their sad ass burnt to a Chris mama. Mm-hmm. The Torn Prince, the Angry Princess, who is nice tits. tits. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Pilgrims, the Great Child and the Dire Mother. That one's obvious. The Hammer, the Jackal, and the Juggernaut. And it's just, again, the makeup. Because at this point, you get to see every ghost's face. And, yeah. like, they basically, like, do a runway twirl at the end. You know, we get a full 360. We I don't do. know if that's true, but it feels like it. It does. <laughs> and I feel like we get, like, a little, like, brought to you by Svedka or something at the end. Like, <laughs> Uh, I love a good ghost ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was cute. But she's like, so uh, the 13 ghost is probably going to have to be you, Arthur. Yeah, you got to sacrifice yourself because um, somebody got to die, honestly, because it's like we need like a living soul to give up its life. Basically, yeah, she just tells him, like, you got to kill yourself mm-hmm. in order to save your kids type beat. And then he's like, uh, what? And then Dennis is like, no, there's got to be some other way. No, there's got to be some other way. And she's like, or we could just blow this whole shit up. <laughs> and then Ron Diggle's like, wait a minute. Like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I decided to say, ah, And then Matthew Lillard is just still freaking out. And then, um, yeah, Laura Bancroft is like on some suicide bomber type shit. Like, yeah, I'm like, are you, is it really worth killing all these people to save who from these ghosts? Yeah, for, for why? Society? Like, <laughs> Girl, it's scary out there. Donald Trump's going to be president in a couple decades. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. These ghosts are not the scariest thing that this world is going to see. At all. <laughs> it's only 2001, baby. We got time. <laughs> I know. I'm like, just give it like five minutes after this movie is released and two buildings are about to fall. <laughs> Facts. Never forget. I actually don't even know if this was released before or after September 11th, but it was definitely filmed before. <laughs> it doesn't really matter at this point. It's still tragic. No, at the end of September 11th and at the end of this movie, uh, giant important buildings will burn down. <laughs> so, <laughs> baby, well, no, we're leaving that in. I am from, I was about to say I am from September 11th. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode we bring up 9-11, I feel like we have to include that, like, you were low-key, like, not there, but, like, apart in some form or fashion. You have to, like, put the disclaimer, my daddy was there, y'all. My dad was there and is still waiting on his $90,000 check from the government for all the asbestos exposure. No way, still? I uh, Yeah, I think he's still waiting for it. But the fact that he's even getting it was a shock. For 15 years, they were basically like, yeah, that's not going to happen. But then it did, but it's taking forever. Damn, that's crazy. This isn't about September 11th, but... Um. No, this is about... <laughs> this is about October 13th. So... <laughs> Or October 3rd, which is today. Mean Girls. It's about not that day. <laughs> but yeah, so she's trying to blow shit up. Dennis is like, yeah, um, I don't really believe that. So him and Arthur are like, we're going to go back into the basement. And they use one of the glass panels with the spells on it for protection. And Kalina and Maggie split up to go, I feel like, to the eye. And I lo- again, Maggie is just brilliant. They happen to pass the dead lawyer and she looks over at him all like, you know, cut in half on the floor. And she's like, damn, he's looked better. <laughs> she had so many good jokes for him. 
even in, in moments of extreme stress and terror, she's still got a she's still got time to crack one liners. That is a bitch I can appreciate. <laughs> Love black women for real. That's what I would be doing if I was in this situation, because that's the only way we're going to get out of life. If we are like super scared and depressed and just only terrified, we're going to make dumb decisions. You need to lighten up the mood. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to have to laugh at something. If I'm going to die, I got to get a couple jokes off. I need y'all to remember I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about me, I'm going to get the last laugh. <laughs> <laughs> But Cyrus, who clearly thought he was going to get the last laugh, his <laughs> ghost approaches Maggie. And Maggie's like, uh, Kalina, can you help me over here? But Kalina takes that big ass book with the, the spells in it and just knocks her out, knocks Maggie out. And she Fucked kisses up. Cyrus, who is alive. And apparently he faked his own death to put this whole fucking plan into motion. Yeah, to like finesse. Trifling white bitch. I hate yeah. her. This is Edith Davids, who I remember from the only movie I had seen her in before. This was Schindler's List. So I had a oh, very shit. sympathetic view of her yeah. going into this film. And then she pulled this bullshit on me. <laughs> I watched a movie in eighth grade and it rubbed me so weirdly. I was just like, oh, this is, we had to watch it in class. And I was just like, this is like a lot. This is yeah. heavy. It's a very well-made movie, but it is extremely heavy. <laughs> You know, they used to do shit like that to us in, like, elementary and middle school oh, yeah. and, and high school and shit. They'd make you watch something really dark and heavy and, like, sign this permission slip. And you're like, all right, whatever. Because I remember I had to sign, like, have my mom sign a, sh uh, like, sheet for it and, like, approve me being able to watch it. And then I remember watching it and, like, crying so much. Like, it was so sad. That little girl in the red coat, like, that gets everyone. Oh my God. Some people were excused from class for a little bit, but this isn't about uh, 13 ghosts. <laughs> this is about 13 ghosts. Yeah. And Being anti-Semitic has nothing to do with 13 ghosts. <laughs> but yeah, so this is the end of Dennis because their plan with the little glass works, but it's only big enough to... Shield like one of them? To shield one of them. <laughs> because... <laughs> The juggernaut approaches and Dennis basically pushes Arthur against the wall to save him with the glass and the juggernaut and the hammer come and the beat the time. shit out of him until he gets his back broken and dies. And I remember like that, that also being one of the crazy kill scenes too in this movie because it was just like so graphic. And this is where Matthew Lillard overacting like actually comes handy. Yeah, because if you were getting murdered this brutally by ghosts, then I can see these hysterics. It yeah. works here. And I felt bad for him because he just did this out of the goodness of his own heart. He didn't like he didn't know this fucking kid yeah. that they're looking for. Like, oh, well, that's what you get. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you helped put all the ghosts here to get money for meths, I think. So, yeah, it is what you it know, is. <laughs> you reapeth what you soweth. You knew what it was when you signed up. But Cyrus and Kalina are talking now, and she and he's like, you know, let's just use these kids for bait. Put them in the middle. If they die, they die. And Kalina's like, okay, I helped you engineer this whole psychotic plan to unleash ghosts on the earth to murder everyone and own the world, but I don't want these two kids to get hurt. I'm like, what? Her morals are so All over crazy place. to me. Like, you literally are giving this man the power to ruin the whole earth, but not these two kids. One of whom is a full-on adult. Yeah, not them. And they keep treating 30-year-old uh, Shannon Elizabeth like she's 15. <laughs> I know. It's like, bro. She has full breasts that we, we have zoomed in on. <laughs> yeah, like, we didn't see them, but we saw them. Like, if you can show her close-up on her boobies, we know she's old enough. 
Also, that's why I was like, I don't think that their their family dynamic even feels authentic anyways. It doesn't even feel like those are his kids. It doesn't. The son looks like his kid, but it seems like Shannon Elizabeth should be the nanny. And Rodriguez should be her lesbian lover. <laughs> yeah, or not even in the movie, to be honest. Rodriguez, like, literally has no place whatsoever, but they were just like, meh, why not? <laughs> You're on the soundtrack, so we'll put you in the movie so you can just crack some jokes. <laughs> yeah, like, I have no idea, but it was, it was so convoluted. But here we are, alas. But Cyrus gets all pissed off because Kalina doesn't want to just sacrifice the children so easily. So as they walk out of that room, he basically closes the door on her and then smushes her in the wall. Yep. Bye-bye, Mama. And they show her head crack and the blood come out. I'm like, damn. Yeah, I was like, oh, damn. He he uh cracked her like a pooch. He definitely uh got her wig literally split. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. Mm-hmm. That was so cold-hearted, cold-blooded of him. Yeah, I'm like, ugh. Your Tomb Raider vibes went to waste for this bizarre metrosexual Greek bastard. Yeah, you came all strapped up just for some, like, some, like, potentially, we is definitely bisexual. Like, at the very least, he's had, like, a man's finger in his ass before. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Cyrus. There's something about, that name just says, like, I like to get my ass licked. Yeah, kind of gay. There's just something a little bit gay. And it's not even metro. It's just like full on, like, something sexual. He has a summer house in the pot. <laughs> he loves linen. <laughs> <laughs> and handkerchiefs and ascots. <laughs> and gold embroidery. He's, he, he's putting the, the ass in ascot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, (sighs) All the ghosts get like teleported to the eye now because I guess Cyrus is calling the ghosts home and they circle it and the whole middle gear thing is spinning and in the middle of it are Kathy and Bobby and Cyrus and Arthur start to fight and he reveals that Arthur is the 13th ghost but he's not the failsafe. Yeah. He is the ghost that activates the device. Uh And He's like, yeah, I chose you on purpose after your wife died. So not only is your wife the fourth ghost, but she is the reason why you are here. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your participation. <laughs> this is exactly why when I'm looking for a job and they describe the, the the atmosphere in the workplace as we're a family, I'm like, that makes me never want to work there because this is the shit families do. <laughs> yeah, literally. They, they fucking <laughs> throw you under the bus to the ghosts. They will sacrifice you by any means necessary. Uh, yeah. Fuck family. I do not want to work with my fucking family. No way. Especially if you come from my family. I'm like, oh, hell no. As soon as I hear we're family, I'm like, cool. Um, I'm emancipated. So, (laughs) no, thank you. I'm the, I'm the only orphan with a living parent. Like, (laughs) (laughs) fuck off. Oh. Oh, man. But, um. Maggie saves the day. Yeah, she does. She starts fucking with the controls. I know. I'm like, she's like spinning the turntables. Like, wah, wah. Yeah, I was like, I hope she's ready to burst into a rap. I know. I was like, okay, now we're going to get the baby. If you give it to me, I give it to you. You know that you want it. You know, I got it. Remember she was on that song with Busted Mariah? That was such mm-hmm. a good song. The early 2000s were incredible. Sorry. You know me. I will go into that whole song. 
But yeah, to my dismay, she doesn't start rapping. No. But she frees the ghosts from the eye, and they, instead of killing Arthur, they grab Cyrus and yeah. throw him into the eye, and it chops him up into little fucking pieces. Mm-hmm. They can make a Greek salad out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Chopped and screwed. Um, <laughs> hell yeah. Just like he deserves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they get they get his ass up out the paint and he dies and it's awesome. And then the family is like reunited or whatever. They're all like, oh my God, happy ending. Because then the mama, they get to see the mama and all the ghosts like link up. It's like bad bitches, <laughs> bad bitches link up. And it's all the ghosts. They hold in hands around a circle doing like a Clefairy seance. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, the ghosts have a kumbaya before they basically just walk off into the woods. I'm like, where are they going? I think they finally, like, because, you know, they're unruly souls who didn't get to rest yeah. and stuff. So I finally think mm-hmm. they just, like, go to the other side, whatever that means. Yeah, they're they're leaving purgatory. Yeah, and, and done, like, fucking harassing everybody on Earth. Which, like, <laughs> what a bummer. Because then it's like, well, where do you go? Like, what if I'm not done? What if I was just getting started? (laughs) Maybe some of those ghosts actually want to terrorize people. They can't all be good. Some of the people that was the ghost before they died were assholes. What if you're, okay, for me, for example, because I'm just like a little sassy little thing. I feel like you too. Like, we're just both like, we have our like, moments. So it's like, can we turn it on and turn it off? Can we like subscribe for a month and then turn our subscription off? Yeah. Can we like choose Hey, I feel like being a menace. Can I go like terrorize a small village for a couple of weeks? And then like, now, <laughs> yeah. now I want peace. <laughs> yeah. N- now I just want to like sit in an attic and keep an old lady company. <laughs> <laughs> I want to chill with someone's cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. I feel like cats could perceive. Because cats know. definitely see ghosts or whatever. That's what people say. They like see dead people. And so I feel like I would just like straight kick it with some cats or just like That's why cats are always snarky. They're like making jokes with the ghosts at our expense at all times. <laughs> yeah. Because I would. Humans are fucking stupid. And the ghosts have inside knowledge of human stupidity because they used to be one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much it, y'all. I mean, you go, you've probably seen the movie. If not, go watch it. It's really good. It's short and sweet. It is. It's just, like, a fun one to watch. It's, like, early 2000s nostalgia. Like, it has all the elements of that. Like, kind of, like, good graphics, not the greatest. Not the greatest makeup, but still, like, you're like, well, this held up. You know? Like. Yeah, the visual effects are okay. But it's the makeup. The attention to Uh detail in the makeup. And maybe the makeup isn't, like, a plus application of makeup necessarily, but it's like the character design is incredible. And whoever like did the makeup, good for you. You like made a lot out of a little, I feel like, because I feel like the budget definitely went to the stupid house. Yeah, you earned your check that day, girls. Mm Mm-hmm. Part of the ending didn't make sense to me, though, because the house fucking explodes. Like, this house is exploding after Arthur jumps in and like shields the children with his love. Okay, but does Love Shield stop fucking tons of glass exploding off from cutting you motherfuckers into itty-bitty pieces? I just feel like everyone would be mincemeat after this house blows up. Well, because what's-her-face had dynamite, no? Oh, yeah, she also had dynamite. She didn't set it off, but it's still in there. So wouldn't that also explode? Yeah. It just feels like Hmm. the, the message is Arthur's love. Only love saves the day. His love for his children shielded everyone from... 
rampant exploding glass. <laughs> Even though he had like zero connection to his kids. Like I didn't feel exactly. like they were his kids. <laughs> It no, felt like, it felt like Tony Shalhoub and Chad Elizabeth calling him daddy, which was like awkward. It didn't even feel like he was that moved when the mama ghost like said, I love you before she w- went away. Yeah, he was just like, oh, no. Yeah, he was like, bye, Jean. Did he even say it? No, I think he was just like, all right, later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. He just treated her like the sample lady at Costco. <laughs> See you around. Yeah, like, eh, not right now. I might come back to you in 20. <laughs> but, but I got to pretend to care about the kids first. I cannot multitask. There's like 12 more of you that I got to see first. <laughs> what the hell? That's how he can afford the nanny because this is just one of his families. And yeah. this one, this is, the, this is the family he don't give his money to. <laughs> just like a man. He just pays the nanny for the illusion that he cares. Yeah, he's like, I got, yeah, he's like, kind of cares. But yeah, that was 13 ghosts. I don't really, I don't know. I don't really have anything else. No. The last shot is Maggie basically walking through the rubble and being like, fuck this ghost shit, I quit. And <laughs> I love that they end on that energy. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, <laughs> and that's how she became Rod Digger. <laughs> Maggie to Rod Digger. This is actually a, a convoluted origin story for Rod Digger's rap <laughs> career. Literally, this is her, um, her fucking behind the music. Yeah. 13 Ghosts. Nanny the Rapper, how 13 Ghosts turned my career path into a career wow. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I left the house, I got on the train and I met Buster Rhymes and he said, hey, you ever thought about being in Flip Mode Squad? <laughs> and I said, sure. And it was magic ever since. Yeah. She's like, after... After being attacked by all these ghosts, I can do anything. Like submit the 18th verse to the Touch It remix uh, right after after Papoose and before Missy Elliott. (laughs) Okay. We have talked about, or you have talked about that song on this show more than any of the people involved in it have. Touch It remix and the One Blood remix, that and Old Town Road are like the most remixed songs oh of all time. Ta- of all time, it feels like like everybody has a verse. Like before we die or to like become a U.S. citizen, I feel like you have to submit a verse to either the Touch It remix, the One Blood remix, or Old Town Road. <laughs> Mine is going to be to One Blood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is our Friday the 13th episode. I hope it was a slight surprise that we didn't do another Friday the 13th movie. (laughs) I know, and we haven't really done too much ghost stuff. No, not really. We did The Ring. I'm Paranormal Activity. Yeah. You guys, that episode is so funny. So mind you, like sometimes every once in a while I'm at work because I can just like listen to podcasts, YouTube and stuff. I'll like randomly go back or someone will tell me that they've listened to an episode and I'll go like listen to a part of it. And like the paranormal found fartage episode is <laughs> so fucking funny. We hated that people, mostly me. I did not like that white girl. I like <laughs> I dragged her in so many different ways and said she didn't have a real job. I kept calling, um, <laughs> I kept calling, I think his name was Mike, his name was Mika. Micah? But, yeah, yeah. But oh. I kept calling him Meek Mills because I didn't want to like say his name right or like me from Catfish. It's a great episode. You're very funny in it. Um, we dragged them for doing bead party, like white girl bead parties. <laughs> like, <laughs> basic bitch. Oh, like, God. We said making um like high rise jeans for flamingos, like. Oh. <laughs> I definitely remember that being one of our super high episodes. Yeah, so maybe we'll do more of that. Maybe we won't. What would you recommend for this? 
some weed. I don't know. Probably like I'll go ahead and do an indica. It's silly. It's it's like fun to watch. It's spooky, but it's definitely silly, and you don't have to take it that seriously. I think the higher you are, the better, because, like, it'll scare the shit out of you more. Because I remember being actually, like, terrified of the makeup in this movie. Like, oh, my God. Because it reminds me of, like, Universal Studios, the, um, what's the Universal Studios horror thing or whatever that they have during Halloween? I don't know. I've never been to it on the West Coast. It's so fucking scary, dude. But, um, yeah, I like being really stoned and getting scared. Yeah, for me, this is definitely like a joint or blunt to the head right at the start and ride that fucker out <laughs> because it's so dumb. Oh, my God, Chris. What? We didn't even like mention this at all. Also, this is our anniversary episode. Oh, we did. I meant to preface it. Hey, y'all. Um, this is our two year anniversary episode as well. <laughs> so much for two years of listening to this fucking show dude like (laughs) honestly it doesn't feel like it's been two years because it feels like we drop an episode every two years (laughs) i know honestly doing this shit is not easy and it is time consuming but we love it so we continue to do it (laughs) yeah honestly it has been so much fun and it's like a really nice relief sometimes it's like oh shit uh, real life gets in the way of me having fun with this show and it gets hard to record, but it is like my little safe space, uh, just hopping on a call with my best friend and talking mm-hmm. about a scary movie high as fuck and going over the week <laughs> and then like having all you guys listen to the conversation and actually being like interested and like giving us feedback and talking to us. So yeah, like two years with you guys has been so fun and we're going to keep more stuff going. Um, I and Nikki have been in transition. I just moved to the base. So this last year has been like super hard. You know, you guys know how moving is when you're just kind of like getting settled into somewhere. But we thank you for, you know, hanging in there with us while we get like the kinks worked out and stuff. But we're excited for like the future of Queer Horror High. Yeah, we're almost at a thousand followers and that's not a ton, I guess. But considering like we don't release episodes every week anymore and we're not the most active on social media. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that that many people are interested in what we're doing and just our vibe on Instagram. Yeah. Especially because we're super grassroots. We don't have like a YouTube channel. So many people have like, I think both of us were both in like huge creative circles in our friend groups and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, Chris, but I've had a lot of people like pressure me and be like, you should get a YouTube channel. You guys need a visual aspect. You guys should do this. And people giving us ideas and stuff constantly of like ways to get more traffic. But like, even without all that, like our Spotify followers and listenership weekly, and even just like in general is really good considering we just do this shit for fun. We tell you all the time, this shit is free. You get what you get. Mm-hmm. We don't have any advertisers. We don't really want. We don't them. answer to anybody. Yeah. This is not low budget. This is no budget. We got the funds. We just having fun. And for that, you can kiss our ass if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly, you must because you're still fucking here. <laughs> yeah, so you must be licking the taint or something. <laughs> ooh, ooh, because hey, we like it too. I really do appreciate our listeners because no one has read us to filth. Yeah, for anything. ever. I'm surprised. Knock on wood, please, you guys. That is I know. invitation. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> come for us. We was just on our high horse and we're like, fuck you guys. But also, we love you too. And don't we dread do. me because I am very sensitive and I fight me back. Me too. I am sensitive. Oh, we're both sensitive <laughs> and we both fight back. <laughs> we will 
gonna be in them comments tagging your ass tag team mm-hmm. your ass and then chris loves to escalate it and i will go next to him okay each and every time i'm a new yorker yeah i'm a fucking new yorker yeah and i'm <laughs> black what so. it is. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing about us we don't play <laughs> so yeah we just love you guys so much and i love that mm-hmm. you guys love us and are having fun and Thank you, listening. Thank, thank you, listen. Thank you for listening to our high ramblings because that's what most of it is. But there's some smart shit in here sometimes. Yeah, you guys have told us. You guys have repeated things to us. Where I'm like, damn, I said that. Or like, I listen to stuff like Chris said. I'm like, nigga, you sound smart as hell. Like, I I like listen to episodes and be like, damn, I gotta read. Like, <laughs> Chris sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not just a horror movie buff, though horror is my favorite genre, but, like, I'm a film buff in general. Like, I know Oscar history, I know foreign film history. I have seen over 1,700 horror movies alone. Mm -hmm. So, that's a motherfucking lot. That's just horror. (laughs) And I do think there's, like, kind of a stereotype against people like us because we're vulgar, and I think people sometimes think, like, Oh, a show is ex- every episode's explicit and they're cursing and saying like sexual things on every episode. Like these are not intelligent people. And I'm like, I'm more intelligent because I can incorporate vulgarity seamlessly into my intellectual ranting. I think that's a motherfucking talent. So can you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kiss my ass. Also, part <laughs> two. Yeah, being smart is super helpful too, but I don't know, just having wit and charisma and just genuine chemistry is super mm-hmm. is super noteworthy. We have really good chemistry and I appreciate you, friend. You're one I of appreciate you too. my best friends. And also it's like good, like you said, to have you as a creative partner. And uh, the show has been like a really fun outlet. So I'm excited to do more stuff. And Halloween is this month. Mm-hmm. Right in October, you guys. Like, mm-hmm. this has been so fast. Like, time, ooh, let me hold on to my draws and my wig, y'all. Time is speeding by. Mm-hmm. It is speeding by. Holy shit. This year's 2023 almost is almost over. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, and I'm just going to be Tiffany from Bride of Chucky again for Halloween this year. I think I'm going to be a satanic nun because I didn't get to be last year. So I think I'm going to do that. I can say from experience that that is fun. <laughs> yep, sister Abortia. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thanks again for listening, you guys. We gotta wrap it up. I gotta pee and, and like, mm-hmm. go outside or something. Yeah, it's time to go out into the world again. Um, happy Friday the 13th. Happy two years to us. And stay scared and stay high. Bye! Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Queer Horror High. <laughs> Damn, that shit's good.